All right. Um, so, from the top, I guess. My name is Ricky, and I'm an alcoholic. Ricky. Um, so, um, my first drink was 10 years old. Um, I say this because um, when I had that drink, it wasn't some extravagant thing. We stole the premix uh, margarita mix from a friend's fridge and um, I got in a lot of trouble the next day. It was right before Halloween and I was not allowed to uh, trick or treat that year, which at 10 years old is a pretty big deal. But the reason I bring that up is because uh, it sparked the obsession, if you will, uh, the desire to chase that feeling um, and that would dictate the next 15 years or so i didn't start drinking or using regularly at that point um but i definitely if it was available or became available i i was going for it um uh when i got to high school i hit it hard i was off to the races about a week onto high school campus um and I pretty much right away started getting in trouble. I always had consequences, detentions. I was grounded, um, you name it. Right. And, uh, by junior year, I had been introduced to, uh, the heavier stuff. Right. And as a kid, um, it's a little hard to find alcohol or get your hands on it. Um, I found, drugs to be a little bit easier to get my hands on uh most most likely due to the fact that i was associating with and seeking out those types of people that were looking to get messed up every day all day whenever possible right um so um Uh, by the time I hit senior year, um, I am so deep and so miserable that I am on a very regular basis contemplating suicide. Uh, I've, I've written multiple suicide notes. Um, I was definitely not in a good place mentally and probably not physically either. Although being young and spry, not that I'm very old right now, but being young and spry and in high school, um, the physicality of it wasn't really that noticeable. Um, so about a year or two out of high school, I decided I was going to put down the drugs and I'm going to stick to drinking and, uh, smoking a little weed. And, uh, that went all right until, uh, I turned 21. And as soon as I turned 21, uh, I can walk in anywhere, buy alcohol, I can go to the bar, um, and I pretty much right away picked up where I left off and was uh, drinking morning, lunch, all day, all night. Um, I remember drinking <laughs> before work, drinking on lunch breaks, coming back with, a, with gum in my mouth, and I had a boss at the time who kind of knew it was up and would tell me I smelt, but I would never get in trouble for it. Um, I guess I was good enough at what I was doing at the time to get away with it. Um, so fast forward, um, I am like 23 and I absolutely hate myself. I hate my life and I'm right back to, 
I don't want to live anymore. I don't see the point. I wrote a couple other suicide notes and I, I, it, a flip switched in my head where I am now not drinking and using to chase the, the good feeling or the ease and comfort that it had originally bought, brought. I am now drinking and using on a mission to not wake up in the morning. Um, it was a very regular occurrence for me to uh, drink and use all day, all night, and end the day or the night sitting in a bathtub with a knife. Um, luckily, not being able to actually do anything, but um, basically crying myself to sleep in a bathtub with a knife in my hand. And uh, what got me here was quite a few series of events. The first being, uh, my first DUI in April of 2018. So I, uh, picked up that first DUI and, um, my, both my mom and dad are sober. So after that DUI, I was, uh, kind of coached by mom and dad that I probably should start going to meetings and getting, uh, some form of a card signed. So by the time I get in front of the judge, I have a decent list of uh, meetings that I've attended and uh, maybe I can get off a little easier. Um, well, I 100% was not serious about uh, the program at the time. And about a month later on Father's Day, after about a nine-day bender, um, I landed at Chapman Hospital in a medical detox for 10 days um, and left there somehow talked my way out of uh, going to official treatment as in uh, inpatient or outpatient rehab and uh, to get the heat off said I would get a sponsor. So I picked up my first sponsor and uh, basically just added a name to the list of people that I was lying to on a regular basis. Uh, about a month and a half after that detox, I picked up my second DUI and, uh, that was pretty eye opening for me. Um, but still that being said, I, I was not fully done. Um, I, uh, I was working with the sponsor and through some major half measures um, and a total BS fourth step. Uh, I memorized the third and seventh step prayer. So he would kind of think I was doing the right thing. I memorized some things that I picked up in the limited meetings I was going to, to say that sounded good. Um, and I had put together about five and a half months of some white knuckle sobriety and, uh, at about five and a half months or five months and three weeks, uh, right around the time of new year's, um, I went out, was up all night. I showed up to work the next day and passed out in the bathroom and, uh, woke up to my boss banging on the door. And uh, needless to say that I was fired from that job. Um, I spent the next three or four days uh, emptying my bank account and drinking and using 
all, I think like $2,000 that I had had. Um, and, uh, with really the strongest desire to put as much in my body as I could to really finally not wake up in the morning. And, um, I did wake up every morning and the last morning was a Monday morning. I woke up and I called my dad, I believe crying and told him what had happened. And he said, all right, I'm picking you up and we're going to the Monday night men's meeting in RSM here. And, uh, I, at that point decided I was serious. Um, and, I waited until I picked up my 30-day chip to ask my current sponsor uh, for help, and he agreed. Um, I made it to, I think, a day or two before I picked up my 60-day chip with him, and I had just the in, earlier in the week gone to court for the second DUI and found out that I was facing some jail time. And I was freaked out. I had no tools yet to, um, I, I mean, I didn't have a connection to a higher power. I hadn't really worked any steps seriously. I hadn't, I had no defense against that drink. And uh, I went out and picked up a couple of tall cans and was instantly brought back to the exact same feeling of, I don't want to live anymore. And, um, I knew at that moment that it was serious and I, I needed to actually give this thing a real shot. So I came back in absolutely desperate to change what I was doing and how I was living. And I was willing to do whatever it took. Um, I got honest with my sponsor right away and we started cracking on steps that night, actually started cracking on steps. Um, and, uh, I consistently hounded my sponsor every week to meet once a week to continue working steps. I did not trust myself and I heard a, I had heard enough times in meetings that you need to find a higher power. It's it, when push comes to shove, that's the last thing keeping you from that next drink and the only way to really get there is by working the steps. So that's what I that's what I did and um I mean, for me, it happened pretty quick. Um, I believe my first real spiritual experience was working my fifth step uh, with that sponsor. Um, I was, uh, it was the day before I was going to go turn myself in for the jail time. And we worked that fifth step, and the fifth step promises uh, talk about um, being able to look the world in the eye and feel real uh, ease and peace and uh, feel this new nearness to our creator. And that was exactly what happened for me. And it was very tangible. I prayed it out with my sponsor. And about an hour later, I was driving up to Theo Lacey to go turn myself in for uh, 34 days. And uh, luckily, I did not do that time. I was released on community work program, which I believe is a extreme blessing um i was able to work at a police station make it home at night for meetings um continue working with my sponsor and um i mean it's an amazing life today i do not wake up wishing that i was dead i i 
am extremely grateful for the life I have. Um, I've rebuilt the relationship with my family that I put major strain on. Um, I stay in contact with a solid group of friends. I mean, the fast fellowship that grew up around me that the book talks about is unreal. Um, I have shoot probably at least 20, maybe more in our tight group of friends. We're all about the same age. We're all serious about sobriety. Um, and we all keep each other accountable and it is huge. Um, living with my mom and dad in a sober household is huge. Um, I go to regular meetings regularly. Um, I mean, all the suggestions that were suggested to me in the rooms, I continue to do on a daily basis. I know this whole Corona thing has people freaking out quite a bit, but uh, um, right now I'm just doubling down my efforts and I'm not really living in fear and freaking out over the whole thing. So, uh, so the congratulations to the chip takers, the birthday uh, newcomers. I hope you stick around. Um, and hear something tonight that keeps you coming back. If not, keep coming back anyways. Don't quit before the miracle. I uh, sure am glad I did not quit this time, and uh, I do not see myself quitting in the foreseeable future. Um, but uh, anyways, that's all I got. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, that's it. <laughs>